Yo, 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 how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Selena's Underground Podcast. Your look at Selena's news, events, film festivals today, man. We're back. We're back in our old stomping grounds here at XL Public House. If you could tell in the background, it's probably a little louder. Usually in the studio, it's completely silent. But today we're out here uh, again at XL Public House. It is the one year anniversary of the indie basement cinema that uh, Masai 31 has been putting on for a year now. It's so cool showcasing local films. And it's been cool to see it grow. Today, we've taken up the whole top floor here at XL Public House. We're going to screen three movies up on the big projector. We got Central Coast and Pizza here, dishing out pizzas. And and I got, dude, I got one of the stars already, man. Usually, I'm like, I don't know who I'm going to interview. I just show up and I, I, you know, figure something out. But right now, in front of me, I got Jesus Cruz. And we got two of your films. Yeah, two of my short films. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two of your... Dude, and this is cool because what, what I think is even cooler is you came down from the Bay Area for this, right? Yeah. Dude, I was just telling somebody, just seeing the cars cruise by, like, man, it's so crazy that we've been here so long that I was I saw this neighborhood, Old Town Salinas, turn into from a forgotten neighborhood, you know, that nobody would visit. There's no reason to go to unless you wanted drugs. Right, right. And into the neighborhood where people come, cruise their car, and show off. It, it's so cool. And you came down from the Bay Area. Yeah, you know? no, it is It is definitely a different side of Salinas I've never seen before. I used to come here back in, like, often, and back in, like, 2004, 2003, uh, we used to train Lucha Libre up here. Uh, one of the luchadores from the Bay Area was out here in Salinas, and then so the <laughs> ring was down here. So we were training this boxing ring. It was so stiff, man. Like, you know, we we after training we'd have headaches and our backs would hurt, but we loved it. <laughs> I mean, that's what we did at the time. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a totally different vibe now at this time. I saw that on your Instagram bio, and so you were I, you're not just a fan of it, like you were. Yeah, no, we promoted it, man. Like, no, nah, bro. I mean, come did? on, you can't, you can't put a mask on this. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Uh, no, bro. We, um, we were one of the first lucha libre uh, gyms in the Bay Area. Like, there wasn't a lucha libre school. There was American pro wrestling yeah. schools out there, but we started the first school around between 2003 2005. Uh, I would find these fools like that used to do lucha in Guadalajara and DF. And, and Pachuca, like all these spots, and I found them in the Bay Area. I'm like, yo, well, we got a ring, come down and, and we'll train. So a lot of these guys hadn't wrestled in like 10, 20 years. So they, they got back into it, you know, now yeah. now they're ordering their mask and their gear again, and oh, they're starting their a new career here in California. So we started all that at that time. And that's ongoing then? That's uh, still? It, they're still going, I don't promote anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm more on the filmmaking, stand-up comedy uh, tip right now. Uh, but I'm still helping out. I just got a call from somebody that needed a wrestling ring. So I'm still involved. Like, you know, I, I still get guys booked here and there and stuff like that. Yeah, that's so cool. But we're here tonight to talk about your films because I'm curious about that. You right. said we got two films showing, right? What, what, what are we watching tonight? So tonight we're watching La Cobija, also known as The Blanket. Uh, and this is all part of Running Chef Productions, which is myself, uh, Matt Close and Alex Vigano up in the Bay Area. We're three friends. Uh, Matt and I have been doing movies since high school, so we have like, you know, we did like our own version of Mike Myers Halloween stuff, and <laughs> one of the movies uh, we did was uh, like a Frankenstein type stuff when we were we were young, but now we're a little bit more mature. We know how to edit, you know, shoot light better and all that stuff. So we have La Cobija, aka the Blanket, and we have. Um, Peanut Butter and Zombie, which is our latest uh, horror comedy movie. <laughs> and that actually won us an award in Redding, California, and got us selected in Oregon and L.A. 
for film festival. So that was kind of cool. It was the first time we've ever submitted for a festival, and we got chosen, and we also won an award. So that was dope. And what uh, what's it about? So Peanut Butter and Zombie is about a sleepover. These kids have a sleepover, and one of the kids has a I won't give too much away, but he has an accident, you know, during the sleepover. And now the dad and the other kids they don't know what to do. It's their it's their primo, it's their cousin. And now they don't know what to do, so they just bury this fool in the backyard and, and, just, and just hope that no one notices or no one, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, the kid, the kid comes back, but he comes back not for the reasons you might think he came back. And La Cobija is about, uh, you know, those Cobijas San Marcos with the, with the tiger prints yeah. or the deer. Like a lot of Latino families have oh, that in yeah. their household. I'm about to bust mine out, man, because it's starting to get cold. Yeah. But it's about a Cobija that comes, that comes to life comes the cobija comes to life and that the actual tiger comes to life and and uh you know it's it's kind of like a ghost little horror ghost short uh, i'm excited for that and well you seem like a creative how did you where did you, this come from so in high school you were already making movies it seems right. like yeah we were writing and, and and filming movies i wanted to be an actor like i i, I loved acting and nobody in my family uh was artistic or had anything to do with the arts, you know, everybody was like a blue collar job or like, you know, worked in, in El Campo, worked in the ranch and all that kind of stuff. Not even, there was no even like musicians or nothing. So I was kind of like one of the first ones in the family to take that step. Like, no, I wanna, I wanna do something creative. I wanna do entertainment. I like making people laugh. I like, you know, having, capturing people's attentions with one of our short movies. So yeah, that started since, you know, uh, high school and I just kind of kept it going. And that was all in the Bay Area? Uh, no, that was, it was in the Bay Area, but I also did stuff in Jalisco uh, near Guadalajara. I did some, that's when I started acting, you know, in like junior high. I, I went to school in La Secundaria over there, like junior high. And that's when I was like, oh, dude, I want to I wanna read, like I want to do acting. And even like in uh, elementary school here in San Jose, uh, I would like reading, like, you know, when you read out loud, but I would change my voice for every character. Uh, okay, yeah. And so all the kids were like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, I want you, why don't you, it's your turn to read, like, because if it was a wizard, I changed my voice to like a, a, a wizard type stuff. So I don't know. I just like attention, I guess, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, that. Yeah. So and then, and how did that turn in? So, do you remember the first camera that you bought? Because what I want to get I at. I didn't buy it. Uh, uh, to this day, I've never bought my own camera. I've always had friends that had cameras, or one of my homies. Shout out to Menace. He just gifted me a camera it was it's a really nice modern camera so i've been using that <coughs> excuse me but the first camera that we used to make our movies in high school was a vhsc remember the compact little vhs oh, yeah. ones and so that's what we use man and it's funny you have because to put it in the adapter right yeah, to watch it, yeah. sometimes it gets stuck or the battery would die uh but it was funny because you know you only have like what a couple of minutes maybe 30 at the most so we didn't really script our short movies at the time it was all freestyle so the way we ended our movies is like oh yo 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 we got like a minute left all right let's we got to end it how are we okay you shoot him and then you shoot him kind of deal you know what i mean yeah. so you got you got to think on your feet yeah dude and that that's freaking hilarious because i don't know why that that just made me lose my train of thought but anyway how did you find the, the like your friend the like-minded people did you come together because you both liked films yeah both of you were like hey we need yeah, no, so Matt, uh, Matt Close and I, we met in high school, but we didn't go to the same high school. So while, while I was in high school, I was also pursuing a career in broadcasting. They offered TV broadcasting classes. I'm like, okay, that's as close as film 
yeah. as a teen as I'm going to get because I'm going to learn how to use cameras, lighting, all that. So we went to a uh, school. Sorry, we went to a TV station, a local public access TV station that taught high school kids. So that's where we met. And then all of a sudden, hey, you like Tarantino? You like Robert Rodriguez? Oh, me too. Yeah, I'm just taking this class to learn how to use a camera so I can do my own movies. Well, me too. Like, so that's how we bonded. You know, it was like myself, Matt, and a friend that just passed away, Mike Graves. Rest in peace, Mike. Uh, we were all like a little collective of 16, 17-year-olds that would just go throughout the whole city just filming that's so cool. And then, yeah, so that, that made me think of that, that, like, so what were those? Inf- so, like, you always liked films growing up, like, watching them and, like, like were you one of those, like, cinephile-type dudes? No, you know what? Uh, I, I consider myself a filmmaker, but I don't consider myself a student of film. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen any of the Godfather movies. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any of the Star Wars movies. It's just that it, if it doesn't catch my attention, I'm just not going to... Not because somebody said, oh, this is a good movie, the cinematography is this. I... I if, if it's not in my interest, realm of my interest, which is like comedy, horror, um, you know, drama type stuff, I, I just don't, you know, I, I don't have an interest to, to see it. We have a movie podcast on our network, and, and one of the hosts, Electro, is one of the biggest cinephile persons I know, and he's never seen any of the Godfathers. Yeah. I don't think he's, I, I don't know if he's seen all the Star Wars, to be quite honest, maybe some of the newer ones he has. Right. But yeah, exactly. It's so interesting. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't interest you. It doesn't interest you. Yeah. Well, what did interest you? Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez movies. Um, uh, one of my favorite horror. Because I, I was asked this yesterday. What was your favorite Halloween movie? I'm like, well, I grew up watching Friday the Thirteenth. That was the first movie that I accidentally saw as a kid, and it caught my attention. Like, oh my god, I'm not supposed to be seeing murder and boobies, you know? Yeah. And, and, and now I'm watching it. Uh, but the Frighteners, I don't know if you've ever seen the Frighteners, Peter Jackson's no. The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox and Jake Busey. Um, dude, that was a great horror movie. It, and, and it's funny, too. It, it, like, it, it has elements of comedy and horror, which is yeah. why a lot of the stuff that we do is comedy and horror. Well, and that kind of goes hand in hand. You know, if you see the old, what's the dude Romero, the, the, the original zombie, Night of Living Dead, Night of Dead and stuff? Yeah. Like, dude, those are funny and, like, they're not, I mean, they're also kind of indie you know right. movies but they're the comedy is by design as well like yeah. a lot of these like their roots are like horror and comedy. i think you kind of have to have it you know so it, yeah. you don't freak people out as you know with so much blood and yeah but even even, even that movie like it was political in a sense like you know romero talked about it and film critics talked about okay so this means this because of this and this and this like to me i don't ever see movies that deep like that you know i just watch it for the entertainment factor yeah. alone I don't dissect the movie. Oh, when they did this, it means like the world is doing this. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm just, I just want to be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's super important. And dude, for people that read books, that's also an important thing to remember for people think that you have to read like the classics and all this. Like read what, what interests you. If if freaking Moby Dick is boring to you and you like comic books, put down Moby Dick or read a comic book. Like the important thing is, is that you consume that you, that you consume the media. Yeah. Um, dude, I, I was, yeah, I was gonna talk about a, a old freaking movie. Not what was it? Not Tarantino. I don't know. And, and so anyway, I've interviewed people. So are you somebody that just wants to get your 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 art out there, or do you have is like Oscars the goal? Definitely not an Oscar. I mean, I'm I'm not that bougie. I'm not that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not that. Uh, how do you say it? Pretentious. You know what I mean? Uh, I would love to see. Uh, 
some of my work like on a streaming network. But even that, man, that's that comes with a lot of a lot of BS, man. Like even recently, like I have a, I have a documentary out, a short documentary that did very well. We won an award in uh, Texas, and it's about Chicano. Uh, soul record collectors, you know what I mean. Oh, sick. So it's a bunch of it's it's like homeboys that collect records. Oh, that's so cool. And because uh, oldies is a big part of that culture, you know yeah. what I mean. And I feel like a lot of Latino film festivals or even Latino streaming sites, they didn't want to mess with it because one of them said like, "Well, we don't want to like show stereotypes. Like we want to stay away from like that cholo homeboy." It's like, dude, it's, it's about collectors, man. Like, it, it has nothing to do with, with, with anything negative. But When Cholo's an aesthetic, dude, you have Japanese people dressing like Cholo's. You know, you have yeah. other Southeast Asians. It's not, I, I don't know, for me, at least, I, I feel like it's kind of like when African-Americans took the word black back, you know? And then right, they, right. it's like, yeah, dude, Cholo used to be a negative thing. You wouldn't, Cholo was a gangster, you know, that was yeah. up to no good. But nowadays, a Cholo's just a part of our culture. Yeah, you know, it's a it's an aesthetic. It's 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 again lowrider culture and soul and oldies. I don't know. Yeah. No, and I got to I got to go to Japan for this next project, which is a follow up to that the soul one I just did. And yeah, dude, they knew all the oldies like word by word. Like they were singing along. They were even playing the collectors I went with. uh, They even were playing oldies in Spanish, and the Japanese knew word by word. So it's a very, you know, they do they do their homework. They have a lot of respect for it. And exactly when I came across whatever documentary that showed that to me at first, I was like, damn, they're kind of be going to be like making fun of it or something, you know, or focusing on the bad as the violence of it. But no, they focus on the music and the cars and right. the dress. And it, yeah. and you could tell that, yeah, they were, it wasn't like a joke to them, like when people wear freaking sombreros or whatever. And, right, and right. It's yeah. just like, no, like they really, really understood and cared about the culture. I honestly freaking kind of teared up a bit because I was like, dude, holy right. crap, like they really care. In this country, sometimes, you know, you, you get this. Yeah. Again, like you're saying, even people within the, the same community can do. Yeah. No, it was a trip um, being over there with, with uh, some collectors and see them being celebrated instead of like shunned, like in the States, like, oh, that's a negative stereotype. You know, oh, cholo's a bad word, you know. But in Japan, like, they were celebrated, you know. Yeah. Well, anyway, I got to, damn it. I, I just re- remembered my thought from earlier, man, yeah, yeah. of talking about the, the, the comedy in the horror. Yeah. Have you seen a freaking, um, ah, the guy that did fucking Sweet Sweetbacks, badass, um, Eddie Murphy just did the movie where he was playing. Oh, uh, Dolomite. Do- yeah, my name is Dolomite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Have you seen that movie? I fucking love that uh, movie, dude. See, I recently, recently, like within the last year, and I was, because I like exploitation. I, right. I like that genre. Yeah. It, it's it's cool to me. It's just, it's got yeah. all the fun stuff. But again, watching that, I, I was blown away that like, because again, part of the, the now joke about exploitation is that how cheaply it was made, like, and that's where the humor came from. Right, right. But in watching, in watching my, uh, my name is Dolomite, I was like, no, dude, the comedy was in there by design. Like, yeah. he knew it looked silly, but he was like, that's the point. Yeah, like, yeah. it's supposed to look silly. I want that to be funny because yeah. this is a silly thing that he's doing, yeah. you know? And no, I, lo- I love movies about making movies, man. Like, oh, that's... Yeah. I don't know if you ever seen Bowfinger with Eddie Murphy, too. No, I've, heard, I've definitely heard of it. Dude, you no, need to watch that yeah. one because that, that's another one that's like, dude, this is great. This is a movie about making a movie, like a low-budget movie. So I love movies like that, but yeah, my name is Dolomite, man. That's uh, I, I've watched it at least five times already. Yeah. It's so motivating. Again, for me, I make two podcasts about Selena's, dude. It's not yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not the most popular thing, and not a lot of you know. The, anyway, it, it, you know, but again, to see that, to see somebody, because like I have the vision, you know, I, I know what I want for my show, and I know what the future is, 
And and to see, you know, Eddie Murphy portraying that character, I was yeah. just like, dude, I, I get it that you don't get it, but I'm not trying to get you to understand it. Right, like, right. Either give me the money to do my thing or, yeah. or get out of my way, but I know what I'm trying to do, you know? Right, yeah. So, and, and it's so cool because it's just like, Again, it's motivating to me where I'm not trying to be a jerk, yeah. you know, and be like, oh, just like my way or the highway kind of thing. But sometimes it's like, dude, there's this vision in my head, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it needs to go this way. Dude, I love it Wesley was- Snipes in it, too, because he was like, does this fool do karate? <laughs> like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, every, everybody was, was so great. Yeah. And uh, it was so anyway, I'm not, not going to try to turn this into a my name no, is my podcast. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I. We're here again. We're at XL Public House celebrating this one year anniversary. It's starting Congrats on one year, by the way. Yeah, that, that, hey, congrats to them, too. I, I just show up and drink beer. Yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> For that one, again, Rob and, and Joey really, really have, have pulled all the weight from for that and have done, I think, an excellent job. I, it was neat. It's, it's always, again, I'm doing 10 years of, of this podcast. Yeah. So many shows, so many people have tried to do weekly things monthly things quarterly things some have worked some have you know you see vinyl night now is just yeah yeah super popular and same deal with this you know those first couple right. of months yeah, just yeah. like dude what are we doing nobody's yeah, really yeah, showing yeah. up or like three or four people showing up like dude just keep doing it and just keep doing it yeah and now you know for the freaking rocky horror picture show that thing was packed down there yeah he was so just many people knew that. the cues and all. It, it was so cool it's so and you're seeing these people that you don't really see at xl before so it's, it's right. probably going back to how you found each other your friends you know yeah hopefully this is a meeting place for somebody other people you know to be like yeah. hey creatives i think there's going to be uh other filmmakers here from the other shorts so that's going to be cool to to network with them yeah a bunch of them are, are going to come down and uh, so Jesus, how can people find you? How can they reach you? Uh, so tonight we're showing the uh, Running Chef Productions comedies. So they can find us on Instagram, uh, Running Chef, like a running chef, like a cook. <laughs> running fun. Chef uh, on YouTube as well, Running Chef Productions. Uh, for my film, for my uh, documentary stuff, you can find me at El Filmero. That's E L F I L M E E R O M E R O, like film Edo. Uh, on Instagram and on YouTube, and then you guys could see the documentary about the soul collectors that I was just talking about there. I, I'm, and then there's you could stream it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you could. It's there for uh, for free. You can watch it. We've already had uh, close to like fifty thousand views in about a month, so it's uh, it's gaining some traction. I freaking love it because again, I, I know I'm supposed to end this now, but are you familiar with Lado Guerrero? Lado Guerrero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm for for me, it's like I feel like every year like less than like his music like i'm like i kind of i wish i had money to buy the rights to his music you know yeah. just to like preserve i don't know maybe somebody already does or something but yeah. it's so crazy like i think that's such a a piece of history you know yeah. like and again, that's another thing that you could hear the low budgetness and yep. it, like the, but it's so real yeah. anyway i'm super excited to see to see that documentary and, and i'm gonna well, go check you. it out but uh, Jesus, thank thank you for coming on, and man, and hopefully I can get you a full episode at one point. Yeah, no, thank you. Twenty minutes is enough. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Gracias. All right, we're back. We're back again. Hope you enjoyed that Jesus Cruz interview. That was cool, man. He came all the way down from Newark, bro. Nice. Not Newark, New Jersey. Newark, California. Yeah. It's very distracting here in the windows. Yes, it I is. Didn't, I didn't think about that part. I didn't. Think well, about that you know part. what? I have to work security, so. I get, I get that all day. <laughs> yeah, that's freaking. There's a lot of beautiful people out here in Salinas. Can you back? Can you back a check, little? Check right there. Yeah. 
Good? I don't, yeah, that or, one's good. Uh, See, that right there, yeah, that's right fine. There. All right, cool. I don't know why that one's so hot. That's I, cool. I can't. I'm used to. I'm used to putting it in the face. You know, like when I'm when I'm doing vinyl nights, I'm like, oh, I got it right there. Okay. You know, I thought you were making a sex joke. Oh, I mean that too. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, we got those all day. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, we're right here uh, in Old Town, right here at EXO Public House. 127 Main Street. 127 Main Street. The movies have not started. The pizza has started to get put down over there. I already got myself a couple slices. Get you a beer and get free pizza. Get you a beer. It's it's the best deal on a Saturday night. Anyway, we're sitting here with, I want to say DJ Worm, but that just sounds weird. We're sitting here with Worm. Lombriz. Lombriz. Worm, Sergio. People people know me. Yeah. Many, many monikers, but yeah. Yeah, you're, you're well known. Most again, the big thing now is vinyl night. I was just talking about vinyl night in the segment oh, before yeah. with Jesus, like how cool it is to see it from where it started, you know, to like, yeah. So now it's just expected on Wednesdays. One person came in the first night. You know what I mean, <laughs> and it's like it's all about consistency, really. Like, and now it's like so cool to see people come with their records. All genres, we we play everything. So yeah, every Wednesday we're here, uh, one twenty-seven Main Street, Exile Public House. Oz is always here. You're doing the check-ins on Tuesday now, right? Yeah. Before you were doing it when I was when I was doing vinyl night, it was kind of loud. So yeah. Well, those mics were pre- those mics were pretty good. Those mics yeah, yeah. were pretty. And again, and I think that's a good point that you because honestly, that's the the number one question that I hear is just like, oh, well, he's not going to play what I take like. Just assume oh, no. because it's XL no, or because, no. or you know, that it's like, oh, so it should only be hip hop or metal or something like, dude, no, there's we play everything, anything, anything and everything. Yeah, yeah. we go. I'll, I'll be like playing like Carol G and then I'll go to country and then Bad but like people will bring Bad Bunny and they're like, oh, yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't listen to Bad Bunny, but I'll play it. You know what I mean? We play everything. Yeah, so. and it's a great night to just do that to just, you know, and it's not like, oh, you're not going to come dance. You know, there might be a song or two that might. Be uh, danceable. We've, we've, we've had a couple couple times well, where people come out. Especially when you do yeah, theme like, nights. Yeah, if you could do like a oh, Selena yeah, yeah. theme night, oh, well, Selena, then, yeah, then yeah. you're probably gonna you're probably those gonna are always dance. fun. But to me, it's just one of those cool like a just a cool social event. You know, like a lot of people come, and it's one of those that everybody obviously likes music because they're bringing records. So you you can meet somebody that either can teach you about music. That's right. That's right. I'll, I'll just chime in real quick. Yeah. There's so many people that are like man, I want to come out, but no one wants to come out with me. And I'm like, yo, like, how many times have I seen, like, oh, you know each other? And they're like, no, but, like, from Vinyl Night, and then we're all hanging out. Like, we'll go to Dubbers afterwards, and it's like we all become, like, this, like, little dope-ass, like, group of, like, people just sharing music, and, like, we all become friends, and that's, like, what it's all about, you know what I mean? Like, the community and stuff like that. So it's, it's fun, man. I look forward to Wednesdays. And and I think a lot of a lot of people do, and, it, and it's interesting seeing... I don't know. You know how Instagram just knows its things. Now it'll be like it'll show. Oh, the the best vinyl night in San Jose or something. And, oh, yeah. and they look cool or whatever. But I'm just like, dude, we got a like, man, we got a very similar one. And some of them, I'm like, dude, there's way more people and way more variety at yeah. the one we have here. But it, it's super cool, you know how how it's kept going and and again and how people just just keep showing up with with albums. Yeah, yeah. Every day, I mean, every every Wednesday, man, it's always something different. You know what I mean? Like, and the fact that you know how many records I've divergenized, like opened up, like it's usually like every week I'm opening someone's records up. They're like, oh, I bought it just for here. Some sometimes people are like, I don't even have a record player. I just buy records to bring them here. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. 
I, 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 I still haven't, but I'm definitely guilty of one of those that I, I've never thought about it. I've, I've known people with records. I've listened to records, but I've never thought, you know, I should own my own to listen to. But now that I'm here, just like, and because it's almost one of those, like, like, you know, when you used to be able to change your cell phone covers and all that, like it, yeah. it was a way to express your personality. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So like, and I'm not saying that everyone's trying to like out cool each other. But it's definitely a way to be like, dude, I could share something that I like that I thought might be weird. And somebody else just comes up to you and be like, bro, you know that album? Like, like yeah. holy crap. Like, you know, I was raised on that album or something like well, that. Well, that's what I was like, know? pretty much almost every night. It's like, who brought this? You know, and I'm like, oh, that person over there. And then, you know, like, they'll walk over and be like, oh, that's dope. And then next thing you know, they're friends. You know what I mean? Who are we looking yeah. at? Just the, <laughs> little, little, oh, shit. the clown guy. Yeah, yeah. No, it was fun last night, too. Me and Alaric were out there with our masks on <laughs> running like, amok i was at king's den last night it was so freaking hot and so packed yeah. so hot and so packed a lot of stories that we can't tell on the air <laughs> that's for those wednesday nights at the studio oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man speaking of do you still have that recording <laughs> yeah heck yeah I, have, I haven't deleted anything. I, don't, I don't i don't i don't even remember much what was said you know but oh, that's getting intimate uh, i think they're about to start right now we're so. about to start a movie yeah and so if people still don't follow you for some odd reason how could they follow you and, and find you the essence music on ig Please. you type in the essence there's yeah. an underscore but as long as you type in the essence it comes up right yeah, away you're yeah you're local enough and there's a there's a lot of like i don't know I, I see people follow me and i follow back you know what i mean like i'm always trying to meet new people you know uh I DJ as well, you know what I mean? So, like, last night we were here rocking till 12, and it's always fun because I get to play, like, whatever the hell I want to play, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. at that point, yeah, you you control the playlist. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I got so the ox cable yeah, on this yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, man. Well, and how did you, you know, how did you get down your musical journey? Because I think at this point, most people kind of when they want, they think about music, they kind of think about you at this point. But, like, yeah. You had to start somewhere. How did you start learning about music and, or just my mom and my dad, dude? Yeah. They Shout out to music. my pops. My pops, I mean, shoot, like, you know, not to get all mushy, but he, he just passed away five months ago today. Or today. Today, wow. yeah. So the 28th, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, nah, uh, we, you know, we grew up on that, like, sound system that everyone had with the glass door oh, and yeah. the turntable on top, you know what I mean? Like, I was 12 years old, bought my first record. And from there, it never stopped. You know what I mean? Like, now it's like, oh, you know, like, there's been this, like, insurgence of, like, you know, vinyls, like, outselling everything now. You know what I mean? And I'm like, dude, it never went away for me. Like, I got, yeah. I had to sell my collection. So I do pop-ups as well. You know what I mean? I kind of took took a year off because uh, of my parents' health and stuff like that. But I'll be back. You know, the, the whole goal is to uh, open, up a, open up a storefront somewhere here locally. You know what I mean? So that's the oh, goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, my mom and my dad, they had me Stevie Wonder, Credence, to Ana uh, Gabriel, you know what I mean? Uh, like, all, like everything, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but yeah, um, if it wasn't for my parents, man, I wouldn't have this love for music and uh, I, I, I give it up to them. And then, you know, just everybody that I've met in between and like done, you know, rock shows with or whatever. It's like everybody, I, it kind of just pushes me to keep going. You know what I mean, like. We've been at it for a while, so it's been fun. And at 12, what store did you get the first record? The Crate. Jesse Gonzalez, like old house house music, like it was in Sherwood. 
Oh yeah, shit. you remember that? Like Jesse oh. Gonzalez, you know? Yeah, I was like house Jesse music. Jesse wasn't. Like, he's not the dude from that. Eventually had the other one down the street, right? What was what was the one down the? It was called the crate back in the days. If anyone knows or like, oh no, shit, it's not it was Jesse. like in Sherwood. It was like by uh, where Exclusive Inc is now, kind of yeah. like in that area. But yeah, and I was a uh, Baca Boys, uh, Cafe con Leche, Cafe con Leche. <laughs> yeah, I was like that that shit. You know what I mean? Like that was the, and I still have it. It's all scratched up though. Oh, really? I was like. I still got it, yeah. And then, like, just from there, you know, like, uh, I remember, like, my parents were giving away that, like, sound system. We're, like, upgrading to, like, CDs and all that shit. And, uh, <laughs> like, I ended up keeping all their records. And then, like, years later, you know what I mean? Like, my dad's like, oh, man, I wish I, it was, wish I still had those. And I'm like, I have them. Like, I kept them. I was like, you, you guys were going to put it out? I was like, nope, swoops, because, you know, I make music. Yeah. So, like, those are, like, my samples, you know what I mean? Like. You find random ass shit, but yeah, it's like it was fun. Yeah, it was like, that's good. <laughs> so they got rid of the system, but you kept the records. I kept the records. Yeah. yeah. So he was super happy. Like I kept like even like some of the stuff that they like. They would go to concerts and like collect records. You know what I mean? Like how we do now. And like he's like, man, I remember going to this concert and having this record, and he was like super happy that I still had it. So yeah, dude, that's so. <laughs> Like, I would be so, like, what if you bought the album at the beginning of the concert, dude, and you're holding this fucking, like, 12 inch? <laughs> I've, done it, I've done it before, though. But yeah, like, it's like, man, you, you want to make sure, you know what I mean? Like, you want to make sure you, get, you secure it, you know what I mean? Like, before it sells out, you know? Yeah. I was just at a Jameson concert in Felton, dope ass show, super intimate. And they had one of the records I've been looking for for a very long time. It was like, <laughs> it was like two hundred dollars online, like on Discogs, thirty three bucks. Man, like yeah, it's like and it went right on Discogs yeah, yeah. and sold it for a profit. Nah, <laughs> well I bought three, so yeah, oh, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> but I got one signed. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah that, that's super sick. But anyway, yeah, dude. So once a when I got to keep reiterating, Wednesdays, seven, Wednesdays, seven to nine, vinyl night to ten. Seven but to ten. Nine nine thirty last call. But yeah. Oh, okay. That's what cheat code is coming early because once people start bringing them in, I only get to play like one or two songs from each record, you know what I mean? Like in the beginning, like I'll usually let a whole side play, like if you're like the only one here, you know. So yeah, I rarely get to play my shit, but like I like that. I like to have that problem, you know what I mean? Like you guys bring in all your stuff and listen to your stuff. But every once in a while I'll sprinkle sprinkle in a little bit of the the selections, I always bring something, you know what I mean? So, Dude, last week, I, I would never have thought I would have heard freaking Monica and Brandy's The oh, Boy yeah, Is yeah. Mine. The Boy Is Mine. Yeah. Hell yeah, that was a banger. What the, uh, yeah, the songs. songs yeah, shout dope. out to Fidencio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know, like, all walks of life come in here, like, older folks, too. They're like, oh, man, I, I got to bring my vinyl in, you know what I mean? Like, you get... A lot of random ass people, so that's pretty cool. Somebody like, I love brought it. in yeah. the Red Dead Redemption soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack. Uh, what was it? Uh, Superfan Dan brought Sade's band. Yeah, not Sade, but her band. Yeah, man. Shout out to Dan. If you're on, I don't know if he's on IG Live, but yeah, yeah. Oh. No, oh, yeah, there's pizza. There's one person watching. I don't know who stayed on. It's all good. Are you gonna Are you gonna post it or you just let it Let it fly. I'll probably just I'll probably be posting them. Post it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, tag me. Yeah, I'm gonna tag you. Can, I'm gonna get them. Yeah, that way I can reshare it, be on here. But yeah, man, shout out to you. I think I got to get back to work. Yeah, it's hell like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little ten minute break. You know what I mean? Go find. Yeah, twelve, twelve, twelve. We'll go, yeah, yeah. go get Julie, and then yeah, we'll keep we'll keep interviewing people. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Julie's work. I just met her. See, this is like the 
a dope ass like melting pot of like I don't know. It's like I get to meet filmmakers. There's so much like artistic like in the eight three one community, man. It's dope, and we all come together here. So well, that's what shout I shout out to XL Public House for always like encouraging this. You know what I mean? Like and just having weekly events. There's always something to do here. So yeah, yeah. So again, we were, I was mentioning that with Jesus is like it's a cool place to be. Like, damn, I like movies, and I don't know. If- Anyone else, you know, none of my friends like really movies like that. Well, you could come to Indie Basement. Yep. And even if you don't know the people, you know, like, hey, at least most of these people are probably into movies. And so you probably could find someone. You said Jesse came from Newark, right? Newark? Jesus, yeah, from Newark. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Newark. Yeah, hell yeah. See, it's like. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. I mean, to, to, to come out here, show your work in front of, like, you know, some people is dope. Yeah. yeah, I would be like, well, people come from Monterey here. Now people are coming from Newark. Yeah, this is the spot. Salinas. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we'll we'll let you get back to work, and I'm gonna go find again, get Julian here on the mic, and now we'll be right back. Appreciate you, man. Hell yeah. All right, y'all. All right, we're sitting here. Well, they could always hear us, but now everybody can hear us. Sitting here with Julie, one of the filmmakers that's showing uh, her film tonight. Uh, This is cool. I'm I'm excited. These kind of events are are awesome. I'm, I'm. very excited again we are at the one year anniversary of the indie basement cinema and Ooh. we're not in the basement today we're not, not in the basement, basement. we're, we're, the we're basement. up top sitting here with julie yes sub julie or julieta or julia when Glad she's in trouble here. with my her first mom. podcast really <laughs> first podcast never, oh this is cool i i <laughs> this is our 318th so oh, dang. you're or something That's like a lot that of- podcasts <laughs> almost almost 10 years now almost 10 okay, years now but sense. but anyway what's the movie that you're screening tonight it's called louis scary movies i saw a that of a rhyme scheme there louis Louis. scary movies and yeah it's a really short short horror film it's a horror film it's like spooky spooky at least it's not spooky it at won't least. get you like thinking about it like it being your mind scary but yeah yeah of course super short what are we talking about like five minutes I think three. Oh, I always wow. project that my films are going to be longer than they actually are. But when I edit my own films, I like, I'm like half of this stuff I don't need. Let's cut it, cut it, cut it down. So three minutes, I think. Steve, I think. Stephen King said, "Kill your darling." So yeah, I think that's a that's a good one. Yes. You have to be. Damn, all right. I like it. Pin that comment. <laughs> <laughs> this is is more advanced than what we're doing. So anyway, we had to talk about so filmmaking. Is this your first film that you've ever done? No, I graduated at CSUMB last year with a film, uh, Bachelor's in Film. But I've been making films since, I would say, middle school to high school and then up to now. Little, little films. And what, what got you interested in that? Got me interested. Hmm. Like you always just like telling stories or? I think it is telling stories. I used to write my own little short stories sometimes when I was <laughs> bored like in class like yeah. I just start writing like writing just whatever was whatever at the time was interesting to me were you still a good student I was still a good student it's just like the classes where you have I would like finish all my work and then free time I'm like all right let's bring out the book let's write something but I, I think it was just watching films in general I was like that's what I would rather that's what I would want to do when you see all those credits you're like all right, the pe- these people are have jobs making films. So I want, I want my name up there. <laughs> and well, what movies would you watch? What are like what what drew you in? Because mm. I like comedies. I like to laugh. I, don't know. I, I I love to laugh to this day. 
Just going to the theaters, I think. And you know you're in that dark room and it's really loud in there. Oh. The films that would get get me were the ones where like I felt inspired to do whatever the film was about. So I watched like things like Karate Kid and I'm like, all right, I want to do karate now. Like that kind of stuff. Well, this is, I, I hate to ask this on the air, but like, well, I'll figure it out this way. What year did you graduate high school? <laughs> I graduated. So I didn't know this for a long time. I would have to guess, but I recently now know I graduated in 2017. But you had to to guess? Yeah, you like before, before. like <laughs> You didn't know what year you graduated? I'm bad with uh, years and dates. Oh, okay. So least, like, wait, oh. if you ask me what year I graduated, like middle school or high school, so then the Karate Kid you saw, was it the original it one the, or Ralph no, Macchio? <laughs> okay, I still, I, still like, I still like that one, though. I like it. I like, it's, it's, yeah. I like how it looks. I like everything. But the karate is a little... Uh, no, like the one with Jaden Smith, I, I like that one. Oh, but <laughs> Mr. Was, Miyagi, like, I forget the, the actor's name, but he was nominated for an Academy Award. He was. Uh, yeah, he was so good. Why? Wow. Just fighting movies in general. I like those. Really? Yeah, I like fighting. Is there fighting in your movies? Uh, no, there's no fighting. There, there's like hints of fight, fighting moments, like arguments that like turn like like our two best friends like fighting. But no, in the future, I'd like to do some type of action type scene. Well, and then when I had Jesus on earlier, he was saying he's, he's not necessarily, he wouldn't consider himself like a cinephile. You know, like he's not too concerned like... Like when he would watch movies, he wouldn't really like try to break down how they're made or whatever. Like he, for him, it's just entertainment value. Yeah. Like either I liked, I enjoyed the movie or I didn't. Yeah. You know? That's for me too. As well, you know. Oh, that's so interesting. It okay if it's if that it, that depends if it's like something that you're what you're watching and you're not really into like right away, then you start like oh like thinking about other little things about the film. But if it's something that encapsulate that that actually is super true yeah Yeah. because there are some movies where you're completely taken out of reality and put into that reality Mm -hmm. and sometimes yeah when you're able to see kind of the the little jankiness of it now you realize oh shit now i could see that they're on a sound stage yeah and you do start focusing on other things that 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 is a great point i didn't think about it that way because for me like i really like like foley like it's so oh. I feel so dumb, but it's just like holy like I'm so because again from this podcast, I've learned more about audio than I ever thought I would know. Uh-huh. So it's so interesting to me to hear because I know like like sound stages are such sterile environments, you yeah. know, and, and it just like so much of the sounds that you hear are not what's actually being recorded, you know, or sometimes the audio is redubbed. And I just love to think of like. How did they make that sound? You know, yeah, like the like, little crunches, yeah. crunches and footsteps and stuff. In uh, college, they had us do something similar to that, where they would give us a. You had to pick a picture of a certain environment or something, and you had to create the soundscape of the whole thing. So that's when I started to appreciate sound in a new way. I'm in no way good with sound engineering, but I like if I'm doing the edit myself. I like to take my time with what sounds are being heard, as far as like just room tone and then you gotta add like this and then a little of this and then maybe there's a music track on top of that yeah that's so tricky i still psycho is just like so good when it comes to sound mm-hmm. like again it's hitchcock it's a fucking 
legend, you know. But yeah. like, if you watch Psycho, like at least for me, I could still watch it too. And it just you just feel uneasy. Yeah. Like you're uncomfortable in your seat because of the sound, and I it's just like wow. I don't think I've seen the full Psycho movie. It's so good. It's, it's good. It's, it, I I've only seen like the climactic part where the shower scene and. Um, well, see, and that's what's yeah. so, and spoiler alert for Psycho, if you yeah. haven't seen it, what's so shocking about that scene, not only is it was it very violent, but it the, the whole movie up until this point, uh-huh. it seems like that's the main character. Yeah. So you're following this, this woman's story and, it's a, not her. and her escape. No, and it, it's about Norman Bates, you know? And the all killer? of a sudden, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and all of a sudden, yeah, she gets killed and you're just like, wait, what the, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> Who kills the main who character? Exactly. Yeah, so that all of a sudden, yeah, it turns into into the, the Norman Bates thing. And, and yeah. it's just like... Oh, you know what? I watched whoa. a show that was called Bates Hotel. Bates Motel. Hotel, yeah. Bates which Hotel? is Yeah, yeah, and it's about, that's about him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm assuming, yeah, it's... Norman a, Bates? It's a, I mean, I yeah. think it was Norman Bates, maybe. <laughs> Norman Bates in, uh, from American, in American Psycho. Um what's his name fuck I'm playing on Batman Christian Bale's character he's also Bateman he's he's Patrick Bateman oh a lot of Bates yeah well he's it's an homage to oh really the original yeah yeah because he's you've seen American Psycho right I've seen clips that's fine okay cool at least you're you're familiar (laughs) with well and dude you graduated in 2017 I'm like yeah (laughs) so you you have you have time because I couldn't say that at 23 I had seen a bunch of 23 is that close I don't know. At your age, yeah, I I, there's a lot of those movies I hadn't seen. Yeah. Or sometimes you watch a film and then you rewatch it and it kind of hits you more the second time. Like the first time you just kind of didn't really pay attention and then you're just that, like, no, whoa. Yeah, the other times you're like, I'm p- you're picking up little things, you're looking around and you're like seeing the little little details. Yeah. I like doing that. Like, wait, it was his mom the whole time. No, yeah. like, like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch that the first time. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, and for you, if you had... Like going back to the Foley and all that. If you had your your choice of you could do anything in a in a film, we're talking about a big budget Hollywood film. You could do any part of it. What job would you would you still want to be a director? Um, I do like direct. I like the the concept of directing like something in the future. Uh, I think my strongest my strongest talent would be cinematography. That's what I've I've been doing photography like photography and doing like videography throughout like when I was like a little younger to now so I would say my strongest one is cinematography and I do like having control of the actual camera so I, I would say cinematography would be like the number one but also being a, choosing to be a part of a story that I would want to relate to or want to like help create doing that as well but then also directing is like another thing I would like to do. So it's kind of hard. You're like, I want to do both, but I well, can't. And that's actually one of the um, really kind of common thread that I've gotten from interviewing like, in these local filmmakers mm-hmm. is it seems like they're very ambi- like, well, again, especially like, Ivan Ramirez. I don't know if you've met him yet. I haven't met him, but I've heard his name a lot. He, yeah, so I need to meet him. I'm sure he's going to walk in at some point tonight. <laughs> he should. But he was like, I want to. I want to be the first guy that gets an Oscar for doing everything, yeah. <laughs> for writing, directing, producing, and I'm just like, I love it. I love the, the ambition, yeah. um, and and it seems to be a kind of a common thread. I think that's what drives people. It's like when people get into politics, is like they don't get into it because they love politics. Is they get into it because they're frustrated at what's going on right now. Yeah. So I think that's maybe sometimes what happens with filmmakers. They're like, ah, 
if, if I were to do this, I would do it I a certain it way. So let me, yeah, let me, do, let me take in charge of everything. I think it's, for me, it's like if it's my own story, then directing is like really important. And if it's not my own story, then I think that it's, directing it is not as important. I don't know. I've never directed something that wasn't my own. I, think, I don't know if that's how all directors start out, but people who write this story, like, I would want to direct what was going on. If I, if, Especially if I wrote it, I would want to be a part of that. Right, yeah. No, to me, that seems such a difficult thing to be able to, to delegate those tasks, you know, to yeah. others. To be like, well, well, I could just do it. And, and again, and if it doesn't come out exactly right, well, then I only have myself to blame, you know, if yeah. it doesn't come out how I want it. Whereas if I let them do it, then I got to trust that. Even though I, yeah. I, I believe in you and I trust in your work. Yeah. I was just talking about, you know, again, back with Jesus about vision, you know, sometimes with this podcast, it's just like I have this vision in my head of where I want it to be or what I want it to be. Uh-huh. And everybody always has these ideas and they're a bunch of sometimes really great ideas or whatever. Yeah. But it's just like, but if you, I just, if you could see what I see here, yeah, you know, you can't, like, exactly. You have to just try to explain it. Yeah. Or just do it yourself. You know, or like, let yourself. me show you, let, let me, me show you, let me do, do it. it. And then I can do it. I can make it. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like all alone in the studio at two in the morning and you're like, why the fuck do I do this? <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. But it's, it's so much fun. And, uh, well, if people want to follow you or find any of your stuff, how can they, how can they do that? Is it out there? It, yes. So my YouTube is Julia Ruiz cinematography. That's like the handle. And then Instagram, Julia Ruiz Cinema. Like a lot of cinema in there. But yeah. So those are the only two things I have going on. But and, yeah. and you put your... How much videos do you have on YouTube? You're not young enough where you're like, Hey, everybody, I'm here eating food. No, no, no. <laughs> I got like eight, maybe ten videos oh, nice. at most. Some of them are a mixture of music videos, short films. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Uh, music videos that you've directed or that they are yes that I've directed some some are actually concept videos so they're out uh, they're popular like artists oh their songs yeah but I like I sometimes have an idea for like like what their music video could look like if I was directing it so yeah. then I, I think I have a couple on there but that was a lot, like a while back but then I have um I have a friend who makes his own music so I helped him direct one of those but I haven't done a music video in a while, but I've been wanting to because I love music videos. <laughs> yeah, they seem so cool. Well, I was just telling a friend about AWOL Nation's you know, sale music video. I don't know if you've ever... Because AWOL Nation came out with their own video for their song, Sale. And then these two, these two ladies just having fun one afternoon in their house, like yeah. made a, their own version. Really? Was and, it good? Oh yeah. Well, AWOL Nation was basically like, okay, this is the new video now. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is this is funnier. This is better than, than what we we've, we've done. It, it it was just yeah, it's just so funny to to see that you know to somebody yeah. to take that concept style and just kind of elevate it to where the band itself was like, all right, all right, you own it. <laughs> but yeah. that was cool. But anyway, yeah. What's up, James? James in the house. I'm assuming that's James. James Mano was so James. Speaking of, dude, what's up, boy? There's a bunch of film people here tonight, man. If you're not working, you should be here. If, yeah, and if, exactly. if you're close enough, you Hurry, still got time. After work, come. Yeah, it's nine. Come through. I mean, it's nine sixteen. Obviously, people on the mic can't tell anything, but that means the music or the music. The music. The, the, yes. the movies music. are about to start. But once again, Julie, thank you for coming on. Thank you for doing this. This, this was. This was this was fun. I love meeting new people. I love people. And again, you're 
your movie better be good. <laughs> You're gonna be like, I hope so. like, did he, didn't I record a segment? I'm like, ah, oh, it's so weird. Like, I, something happened with the audio. It just didn't <laughs> yeah. show up. Hopefully, the audio is all good for this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they said it was good, so. Yeah, the audio. Well, this the audio going into the mixer is is, is fine. Yeah, the one that was going through the through the Instagram took a while. Which again, everybody remember that things have to be connected together in order for them to work. Very, very important. Very important. Uh, yeah, Julie, thank you for doing this. And, thank you uh, for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see your movie. All right, thank you. All right, all right we're going to find someone and we'll be right back, y'all. Two. All right, baby. We're back. Back here. Got another another guest. And uh, yeah, it's getting later in the night. We just we just f- finished screening all the films. Yes. Man, that was that was that was some good movie, man. Did you dig that? Oh, Were you digging man. that? Which was, one did you like? It was that the Kobiha one. The Kobiha one, one was because the mom. That's the just, best two minutes of indie basement cinema we've had. Let me tell you. You roasted. It always gets a good laugh when she's like, "Yeah, you're 39 years old. Get out of my house." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a great, a great line, great line. Um, Jesus Cruz, right? Jesus, Jesus Cruz. Jesus Cruz. Jesus, dude, he came down from Newark. Dude. Newark, bro. I was he just talking to him. Yeah. Down from Newark, California. He does coming Lu- to represent. Lucha. We need to get we, Jesus. We're gonna get you one of these. All right, brother. We got you. Got you, Indie Basement T-shirt coming your way for all your wonderful contributions to the world Norca, of cinema. Latina, all the way from Dominican Republic. Using up all the bandwidth in, um, in the Dominican Republic's freaking internet connection. Um, yeah, so what's up? Now we got Joey Joey Martinez on the mic. How's it going, Joey? Going good, going good. And if people have, don't know who you are or what you do here, can you explain a little bit of how, right. what you do at Indie Basement Cinema? Once again, we are here celebrating the one-year anniversary of Indie Basement Cinema. So yeah, Joey. What can people? What do people? What do you do so here? So I am fifty uh, percent of indie basement. Indie basement is for indie films. Indie, as in in the basement, or in the basement. Because <laughs> it, um, it's yeah. It's so XL Public House, where it's hosted, has a basement, and and it's in the basement every first Tuesday, right? Every first Tuesday of the month, except when we do. Special occasions like this. What's well, a Saturday right now? We have uh, different days that we've done things on, and we have had different locations where we have participated in. But for the most part, this goes on in the basement of the Exile Pub House, right here at the corner at the end of Main Street, right here in downtown Salinas. One twenty-seven Main. One twenty-seven Main. This is an institution in the neighborhood. This is our local Cheers. So every first Tuesday. Come down, grab a drink, go down to the basement and enjoy some independent, local, and not so local because you see that we have Jesus and others come from, from far Newark, away. Newark, man. Newark, brother. Thank Jesus. you, Jesus. Drive safely. Yeah, that's a, that's a quite the drive, man. So, that's quite the drive. That's, that's so cool. So I'm 50% uh, of this uh, crew here, this team, and uh, we collaborate on everything, And but I mainly run the show, run the switches, run the... I'm in the background as as every project that I collaborate on people with. I'm just um, support foundation. Yeah, hell yeah. So how did this? How did you guys get this idea? How did it come about? Um, 
Well, we had done actually a couple of things that involved <laughs> screenings. And we're just also cinema buffs. We're tech heads. We're video videographers. We're audio heads. And we were just like Rob said, we were in the basement one time planning, just planning our attack of other stuff. And it's like, hey, you know what? We could do a we could do a cinema down here. We could do. It started off indie basement, indie alley. That was our official name. <laughs> IB, IBC slash IAC, IBC IAC, because at some point we plan on on putting a film in and closing down an alley somewhere and just you know yeah. doing it nice and back alley style. Uh, but we've dropped the IAC, we've dropped the indie alley, we even dropped that web page. So we just have our indie basement cinema web page, our IBC indie basement cinema Instagram, and so yeah, that's how that came about. We just uh, coming up with a bunch of names for it and i'm like well we're, we're in the basement and it just hit me i was like indie indie basement almost like a almost like a uh just like a jamaican mc or a german bass mc mc would be like indie basement man that type of thing and which the, is which and is the, no and they're indie movies you know? in indie indie films so that's the that's the spelling n-d-i-n-d-i-e but it, it has a double entendre for in um, so those of you who want to know, I go by Sinister Selecta also. I'm a radio DJ. Um, I play uh, very underground type of music, very avant-garde. But Sinister Selecta wasn't always Sinister Selecta. I used to be Sinister. Sinister. I used to be a selector playing drum and bass in L.A., a Sinister Selector. And then one time there was an MC who... who came up and he's like let's hear it for my dj sinister selecta and i thought that really hit hard so <laughs> yeah. i even changed the whole spelling on it and now i just go by sinister selecta <laughs> that sounds cool i wish i could have heard him say that dude so yeah i mean how'd you get oz <laughs> yeah james actually james the old owner of this place oh james i, I love james i would go by baldo most my nickname since forever all my friends everybody baldo. Th- to this day that's how you know somebody that's that's known OG. me for a long time yeah they'll, they'll refer to me as baldo and one time i was here and i was talking with james and he was like baldo he was like man that just doesn't seem like it fits you you know because so, you got plenty of hair, bro. Yeah, exactly. So many people would say that. Oh, Baldo, but you're not bald. And I was like, well, yeah, it's an oxymoron then, you know? Like, But finally he was like, no, I I can't do I can't say that. He's like, is it cool if I call you Oz? And in the back of my head, I was like, fuck yes, please call me Oz. Please, please call please, me please Oz. I think that's way cooler yes, yes, than, yes, yes, than yes, Baldo. Yes, call me Oz. But I was like, yeah, hell yeah, it's cool, you know? And then from there, he started calling me Oz, and it just... Legit. Snowballed and, and straight up legit and name from there. Legitimized the from Oz. The, well, and then if people, if like, when did you, your radio show? You said you you have a radio show. Where and when can people listen to that? Radio Bilingue every Wednesday, four to six p.m. That's ninety point nine FM in Monterey and Santa Cruz County, and one hundred four point one FM in San Benito County. So if you're near San Juan Bautista and Hollister, you can pick up. Sinister every Wednesday, four to six p.m. If you Shit, like, if you're sitting in that traffic right if now, you're sitting 156. in traffic, you know you want to hear some new wave, some punk, some goth, some death rock, some drum and bass, you know something crazy, something deep and dark. Yeah, sinister, 
Sinister. And are you constantly finding new stuff, or do you just go through a, uh, just a record of stuff that you've had or came across over the years? Are yes. they still making German death rock? Is they that what I'm actually to are, bro. So, uh, yeah, I, I have some friends in bands that I play, and there's a, there's a band from L.A. called Sextile, and they just came up with something cool and new. Um, even bands that we all know, like Depeche Mode, just came out with another, another album. So, yeah, Missing Persons came out with a new release. Um, Human League has something out. So I've only heard of Depeche Mode and Depeche all, those, Mo- all those lists that you've said. And I yeah, can't even groups, name a Depeche Mode song. Uh, even The Cure. I mean, The Ooh. Cult. The Cult just played uh, um, uh, up in San, uh, Sacramento, that Aftershock. So there's, Man, there's, I have to go to that. After, I have to go there too. Buddy. Have you ever been? No, I haven't. Dude, but there's so many fucking bands. Dude, just like, the fucking lineups shit. are insane. In freaking sane. So yeah, uh, yeah. I play anything. Um, anything your parents told you not to listen to. Basically, I play, and I play. I play. It's very avant-garde. It's um, but it's also eclectic. So I've played uh, local. Local musicians. I played Jen Fragonard. I had her play live in the studio a couple weeks ago, and um, you know so Jen good. from the Fragonards. Yeah, so good. Uh, folk music. Very very talented musician. I had trouble putting a genre on it. So folk music. Yeah, that, I was. That's what I would lean to as well. Right. I would yeah. lean towards folk. Um, I'm pretty sure she's got a lot more inside um, that she's still yet to discover. Um, but for now, you know, she she's doing that, and it sounds really good. And I've had. Um, Handro uh, as a guest. Um, freaking multi-talented. Yeah, multi-talented Alejandro. He acts. I've had sings. Baby Dizzle come and DJ. DJ Baby Dizzle. Live set? Yeah, well, she, yeah, not on her so turntables, but she's oh, just okay. like co-hosted with me. Uh, I do a lot of, a lot of interviews, uh, you know, a lot of local bands um, just come and I interview them, that type of stuff. James, yeah. What's up, James? James Low Pass, down Low Pass Magazine. That was a great um, takeover. Came and took over the radio station for a day. Low Pass last year. Um, shout out, Kiki. Shout out, Low Pass. And so, how did? What about movies? How did you get into? Are you into movies? Is that your? I'm definitely into movies. So I grew up in, in LA and East LA, all every, everywhere between East LA, downtown, and Hollywood. And Santa Monica, those are all my stomping grounds. Oh, damn. And there were lots of indie f- film theaters, little art houses that I would frequent and had friends that were showing stuff in. So I've always been into independent cinema. That's that's just like noir. I like noir. I like uh, that. Just that's my type of movie. And so, and again, this is going to sound <laughs> popcorn. You can't have movies without popcorn. Here comes Rob with some popcorn. Oh, popcorn, popcorn. Um, so that's again, and this is gonna sound kind of ignorant, but then so in LA, like you have events like this basically every 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 week kind of thing. Just people, just I mean, it makes sense. Everyone's trying Dude, to make movies. Dude, no, there. not even every week, all week. <laughs> like there's there's no downtime. There's no downtime, especially like you'll notice that here at, at Indie Basement Cinema, we do it on a Tuesday. Well, that's that is exactly how in Los Angeles. You have something every night of the week. Every night of the week, either you or your friends, people you went to school with. Ivan Ramirez, what's up? What's up, Ivan? People you hang out, a local cinematographer. Um, People you hang out with, uh, have events, have things going on. You got fashion shoots. You have uh, um, 
you know, movie releases. Somebody's always filming something. You know, uh, it's a very artistic uh, neighborhood, that downtown area, the artist district. It's a very close-knit environment. So uh, everybody within, you know, living upstairs in the loft upstairs or the next loft, you everybody gets involved in each other's um, activities. Well, and that's why I'm excited to be here. And, and I'm literally working on trying to get, you know, there's a specific set of guests that I want to come in because I, I think for this area being so spread out and rural, like, again, we don't have, you know, when I was interviewing Julie, she was saying, dude, you know, Green's Camera World is amazing, but, like, they only have such a limited selection, you know, and if you want to touch stuff and see stuff and, and work with it before you get it, like, you don't really have that around here. But I feel like, like, it, like even though, again, we're kind of spread out, the creative people themselves are coming together. They're all coming together. And, again, and it's no longer that, again, oh, you're out in Watsonville or you're out in Monterey or Gilroy and I'm in Salinas or King City or whatever. Now it's becoming of a, hey, I like how you handle a camera and I like how you write. I have this idea. Can we all come together as a team and just do this movie and I or, or short film or whatever? And I think it's elevating kind of the, the creative space. It is. In this area. It is. And I just call it, you know, locally, I just call it a, like a renaissance um, because when I first first started doing things in the neighborhood i'd say it was around 2012 um i'd be doing uh guerrilla art public art putting art in public spaces putting sculptures up and just kind of drumming up the conversation going to cafes and listening to people hearing the buzz about oh did you see that new sculpture pop up in this area and just kind of like smirking back like, <laughs> you know that's like the whole guerrilla artist in me and then uh, it just just kind of snowballed from there, just meeting other artists and collaborating and creating spaces. So I ended up working closely with the Alsace Center for the Fine Arts, where uh, we just created a program that every month we would bring together the local artists. I would put up a bunch of local painters, put up their paintings on the walls, give them some space, you know, gallery space where normally they wouldn't have any, like, say not going to get into Carmel really soon. Well, you guess what? You ha you have a place up in the uh, east side. So putting up local painters, getting local sculptors, uh, getting together uh, people who do spoken word and poetry, and, of course, music. Always the music aspect. And then um, bringing them all together and just mixing it all together and watching things uh, uh, coagulate and spawn out of there. I know uh, something called the Speakeasy 101 sprung directly out of those events that we would do every I month. Ha I still have some of the, the banners up in the studio on the wall or the, the, po the posters. Yes, I yes, still got yes. Some, the Speakeasy 101 Shout out ones. to Emma. Shout out to Sofa Queen. Shout out to uh, Hota Effectus and crew and people of, you know, of those sorts. They came together and they met right there. So we were doing our job there at the Art Center is bringing all, artists from all walks of life, all types of creative uh, minds coming together and creating something new and individual uh, catered to their tastes and um, yeah and I just I haven't stopped doing that I, I continue to collaborate with other organizations other people and try to just come up with something new always the avant-garde always the leading edge um, if it's me finding new spaces to kind of break open and break wide and so that other people can follow and start to do their events out of there where there wasn't a space, 
that's kind of my forte. That's what I really like to do is just um, yeah. be the spears, be the tip of the spear. Yeah, because when you were involved at ACFA, that was I remember going there and seeing a, a one one person show. It was actually a dude that was in Selena. Like I think he was one of the the cholos in the car. I don't think he was the main guy that was talking. I forget the guy. I, I honestly forget the guy's name. And I feel he was in, living in Monterey. I felt bad that I, I we couldn't get a time to to, to sit down and, and record. But he did a one man show about waiting at a bus stop. I don't know if you remember that. But yeah, it was it was a one man show. It was Teatro, huh? It, it, it was at, at the at, at the bread box. I, yeah, I, yeah, I do kind of remember Center that. Center for the I Fine do, Arts. Yeah, I do remember and, that. And yeah, it was just. I some, don't remember his name. Uh, I know the YouTube of that is still up somewhere. And, and it might be under the Bakhtun Twelve. Um, and I remember seeing that, and and again, in my I had heard of one man shows before, and I, I'm again, I I feel I'll be honest, I was had heard of them, but I was completely. Sorry, that that girl's wearing not a lot of clothes. Um, so, hey, come back! <laughs> just, in this window, it's kind of a little different than where. So, what do you guys we, think of the setup? We, this is pretty cool, huh? Having this in the window. Yeah, this kinda is makes different. Kind of makes it feel like it's TRL, totally. You know, what was that? TRL. TRL or totally request or, or live the on to, MTV or the Today Show. The Today Show, you know, people coming up, you know, streaking, half naked, half naked, and well, it's Halloween weekend. It's Halloween weekend, so a lot of people are dressed up. It's super cool. It's super so, cool out here. We, it, we do run the risk of falling through this floor right now, but hey, it's cool. We do this for you. It feels solid. I don't. I don't know. I, I knocked <laughs> on it, and it felt solid. And uh, I think I think we'll be all right. But anyway, yeah. Going back to that, you know, I went to the Alice L Center for the Fine Arts. I saw that one man show, and I was totally blown away as to the quality and the storytelling ability of one man shows. You know, usually when you hear about them, like like on the mainstream, they're just making fun of them. You know, like it's a joke kind of thing. Oh, this person's doing a one man show, but like to see one, to actually see one, and I I was just like. I was, I was so wrong about these. I was so, and there's so much. Let me name some people. Like it was you, so amazing. You've seen Chago, right? Of course. I mean, I've interviewed him. He's a Luis very, Chago, yeah, very, dude. Very well known. I took one of his classes at Hartnell. It's amazing guy. Um, he could just get up anywhere. Pablo, what's up, Pablo? He can get up anywhere, and just captivate you. He has that ability that that's a one man. To me, I consider him a one man show because he'll just get up and just do a whole story for you. That's one one man show. Another is Reverend Stefan Sams, leader of the Scalps, Frankenfurter uh, of the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Paper Wing. Steve-O. Also, also been on the podcast. Yes. He is a one man act at times when he chooses to. He can play it all. I met him when I was 12 years old. Shut the front door. Yeah, he's one of, like, when it goes back to, like, when you know you have that core group of friends from when you're little. Yeah. He's part of that core group of friends. Him, Chris, John, Berlanga, Joey, all, all, and if I left anybody else, not, I didn't mean to, Nick. Um, and, and yeah, again, to me, yeah, he was Steven Sams. It's so funny that I mean, well, I was there for Steve O. I saw the birth of Steve O. I, the birth I, of Steve O. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I smell a documentary coming. Bro, Los Pendejos. Los Pendejos. If, if you know Los Pendejos, or how about this, or you know Safety First, you know, fucking, and you know those names. So those, those were two crews because that's when 
when we were kids, when we went into high school, fucking like CKY2K blew up, and then CKY2K turned into jackass. <laughs> and so, so that was what was hitting when we were, fifth, you know, 14, 15, 16. So, so yeah, there was there was a crew. I I think that's how there, you know there was somebody called Safety First at North High, and then like Steve O started. He joined them, and and he quickly, you know, be, you know, kind of rose in the ranks. I might be telling the story wrong, but hey, this is real Salinas history right here. And then, we've we've had him on uh, Acta Stage. Um, I've so had him good. perform quite a few different spots. Um, I, I used to, I used to rent out La Movida, and throw shows there like. There's been all kinds of shows at La Movida, from punk and metal shows. He played at when we did shows at the Copa. He played there. at the Copa. He fell off the stage at the. <laughs> he fell off the stage at the Copa and didn't miss a Fuck beat. Yeah, he just kept love singing. It. There's love video, it. dude. There's video no where way. he's just going off, and all of a sudden he just disappears. But the the sound <laughs> doesn't change, dude. It's almost like there was a backup recording, you know. But we couldn't yeah, afford yeah, that there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it was. Dude's amazing, man. That's Paradise. What's up, Paradise? Welcome to the welcome to the live. Thank you for chiming in, Paradise. Yeah, so, yeah thank you for coming in. So anyway, yeah, that it's so it's so interesting to see because Stevo just dove right into you know the music, all that, and he's kept with it all these years. And to see him once again ascend, ascend. and, and you, you see the him. ascension of Steven. What's so fun? Like you're at a party or something, or somewhere where Steve-O's there, and there's some people that are just like, "Oh, that's Steve," and I'm just like, "Dude, are you kidding?" Like, because again, dude, that's my boy. You know, like that is like basically my brother. You know, like you know how there's the decline of the Western civilization. We should do a documentary, the ascension of Steve-O. You know what it would be? You know what the documentary I really want to do, and I'm really talking Selena's history here. Freaking Miss K's house. Miss do you, you know Miss K's house. You know Miss. Do you know you know Eddie? Yeah. Eddie, you know. Well, Eddie's Eddie's mom is Miss K. Okay. Um, and um, and anyway, I only say that because because I mean she was basically like the matriarch that that ran this music house, and she literally ran this music house. Like I this this oh this this needs a documentary. If you're ever gonna do a documentary about Selena's music. That house, especially that the house on Madrid, the I can say that be on Madrid. because they don't they don't live there anymore. That would be the name of the documentary, almost like a CBGB documentary. Yeah. Just like going back to roots, the origin, <sighs> yeah, of dude. many many bands. So, so, what bands would you say came out of there? I I mean I literally can't name names because I I'm terrible with that. But ev- and not just everybody, dude. There there would be traveling bands. Oh. That are just like, hey, we just like we need a place to crash because it's you know halfway between Portland and LA or yeah. whatever, and so you would have these pretty you know decently sized big name you know, at least regional acts, yeah, just chilling there, and it was one of those houses where it was it was free like like there was rules you know we yeah. we didn't just oh, yeah. we, it wasn't you know but it was just music what was that was. Like, Music was the rule. Like I was one, I, I, you know, me with my smoking, you know, I was kind of a, a weirdo in that there was alcohol, you know, they liked alcohol, but really the drug of choice there was music. Yeah. That's what really everybody was into. Love everybody, it. that's Love what they were that. addicted to. Like that Love house, that. 
It was music. And you know, that, not, that doesn't spawn everywhere. That doesn't always happen for uh, for a little scene. When you when you get something like that, where it's just festering the music, and that's what people talk about. It's magic. Yeah. No, it was. You know, Colin St. John. Who? Colin St. John. No. Nope. Oh, a lot of Western stage or whatever. But anyway, he's from okay. there. You know, Waffles. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Waffles also was another. Waffles would all of a sudden he'd be on the drums, you know. Dude, you would have these like the the best of the local musicians. They, they would just you would just they would just gravitate there, you know. Loving and, that. And and the nights always ended. The nights always ended with Miss K on the piano, and we would just do Beatles songs till oh, till everybody wow. fucking passed out. Wow. It, it was. Wow. It, I mean, yeah, because the Beatles ruled all. That if, if you don't like the Beatles, you're not welcome. That's you're the, not that's, even. That's the yeah. only rule. You just got to step. Yeah. Like, so you don't like the Beatles? Ah, sorry. This is not going to be the place for you. Yellow Submarine is always on in the background at some point. And, uh, yeah, Beatle, Beatles mania still lives hard there. And to, to this day, to this day, at the new place, it's, it's not. A, it's one of those, you know, like the magic can never be redone. And um, so watch out for that, everybody. The house on Madrid someday soon. It'll be so coming good. 2027. It'll it, documentary. It, it, it'll be so good. I didn't realize how clear the background was. A lot of people are, nice. are seeing all the traffic drive by. But anyway, Joey, I'm traffic sorry that I just now that the beer has been flowing. Now the stories are getting there. That's how we do. People That's can, how we do. I wouldn't can, have it any other way. Right, people can hear the transition as every beer gets consumed. As the beer like, gets, yeah. Like, look at you started completely normal. This guy's got a pumpkin on his head. Oh, Ichabod you, Crane! You, Ichabod how, Crane, come on you, in. How are you gonna check his ID if he's got a pumpkin? Does he gotta take the pumpkin off? Does he gotta take the pumpkin off? Don't make him take it off. What if it's not him or her or they? Or they? It's a they. Pumpkins are usually a they. So you got okay. to interview the, the the directors that we had on uh, on our show tonight. Yeah, that was cool. I'm still blown away that uh, again, Jesus, Jesus came down from Newark. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm sitting here again, and people are actually this is actually kind of cool being live. You could see now Main Street here; it's been lively. If you've been seeing the background, there are people walking up and down. There's it's been cars happening. driving. This you missed a, a truck car scene. show. We weren't on when the truck. You car missed show the naked lady. No, that we were, we definitely were recording for that. And, um, somebody just lost a Jenga, but but I'm blown away because again, dude, we've been doing this almost ten years, or this is our tenth year now. Yeah. And I remember doing the show and being like, dude, do you think like people will ever come from like Monterey over here to party or to drink or whatever? Man, and that happens all the time now. No, that, yeah. That's completely. Yeah. Last night at no. Kingsden, you know, people was talking to. Hey, I'm from. I live in Monterey, she lives in Monterey, and she lives in Pacific Grove, and they all looked apart. And, um, and I was like, this is nuts. This is freaking nuts. And tonight, tonight here on, on a Saturday night, dude, the Bay Area, imagine how many events are going on in the Bay Area, how much stuff is happening. But Jesus decided to drive down to here to Old Town Salinas to, to, watch, to watch, you know, to his see, movie to and to be a part of this event. On the big screen. I don't know. I thought that was pretty special because, again, he doesn't have to. You know, he, he doesn't. It's not like uh, we've got like a 
5,000 seat capacity theater or something. We're going to do that. It, it was, you know, we could only fit so many, oh, so many people in here. But he decided to come down. And like he was saying, he was like, wow, this, he used to come down here to do lucha. Yeah, did. that was a good conversation. Talking about the guy that uh, somebody got paralyzed. And that's, you know, it's, you know, it's a sad Jeez. thing to hear. But, uh, you know, you got to train for something like that. He was telling me they used to train right here, um, the gyms he used to work with and all that stuff. It's a very, very, uh, very interesting uh, conversation I just had with him about the Lucha Libre. Yeah, and I love that he gets to go back to Newark and be like, dude, don't sleep on Salinas. Like, yeah. dude, if you have, if there's a reason for you to go down there, you probably should check it out. It's pretty nice. Might end up on Salinas Underground Podcast. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? There's always that possibility. And so what do you think about Julia? Dude, I I really like the song, dude. The song that she rec- the the video that she directed. I really like the, yeah. the song. <laughs> and uh, dude, and for someone for so young to to be, because I would, <laughs> she brought up the Karate Kid. Uh huh. And we were talking, and I was like, hold on, hold on. Which Karate Kid? Which one? Like Ralph Macchio or fucking uh, the Will Smith's kid? <laughs> and she was like, no, no, Will Smith. Like, ah, oh, dude. Like damn, okay. Like, okay, obviously you're you're very young, but it was so neat for some. And I, I remember being, whatever, in my early twenties in Salinas. I, there was no outlet like that. There was no there was no bearded bean yeah. screening these movies. There was no XL Public House. There was no indie basement. Like you going back to the, to Jesus from Newark, we had to go to Newark. We had to go to San Francisco. We had to go to San Jose to to have these events. The, the, the and closest now local thing was the Ocio. Ocio or Ocio, something right, right there right there in, in downtown um, Monterey on Alvarado. There was uh, up the stairs. You would go to this one uh, theater for independent films. And they had some really cool ones, actually. I'm not going to lie. Right? Yeah. But, um, but this is even like, like real. I mean, we had a... a Two minute, oh man, and they were so good. They were, but again, that, that, that's what I, I'm loving is that is that there's that outlet. It, and because I think somebody that had this idea, you know, they're like, ah, or maybe they even have something recorded and they just got to edit it all together. It would be like, well, why am I going to do this? Where am I going to show this? But now you're like, oh, cool, I could put this together, and then on a Tuesday. I could just go screen this, and all of a sudden, you're seeing you could yourself screen it on here, the Have your whole crew come and watch it. You know, there's room for I'd say about sixty or seventy. Well, and you get it, you get such a cool experience. It is obviously being being in a movie theater. I mean, movie theaters are designed for that, but the basement is because it's a basement. You know, it, it's it's already sunken in. You know, so the sound. It's very seedy. <laughs> this is how I designed it. So all those art house film spots that I would talk about that I would go to in L.A., this is exactly how it feels. And I even played like the music that I grew up listening to where they would play music in between the films. It'd be usually some kind of punk band or, you know, even like goth and stuff like that in between the films before and after just to give a just to give it that more underground feel. And I know they do the same thing in New York art houses and stuff like that. So that's the feel that I've curated with Rob. Rob has a really good eye for how to make the, the, the basement really very theater-like. And then 
and then I come and I kind of ruin it and destroy it and make it, you know, kind of grungy. So it it really works. The the symmetry, the synergy. Yeah, no, it was you know I was down there for a Rocky Horror Picture Show and like I said, it was <laughs> especially for a movie like Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm like, dude, the grungy. That was like, it, that it was freaking mayhem and debauchery down there that night. And also, that was my first time seeing it, and that's where I was, dude. When I took, I, I next time I saw Stevo, I was like, dude. Now I, I actually ran into him at the Ren Fair. And, oh, nice! And I was like, dude. Now I see why you're freaking Frankenfurter. Like, yeah, like you had no choice. Yeah, you had even he, if you didn't want to be that dude. Like you, you, you he are is that Frankenfurter. Like you're that dude, Stevo. You are Frankenfurter. You're perfect for that. And he was like, yeah, that yeah. I could be yeah. meatloaf, maybe. <laughs> and I would do anything for love, <laughs> but I won't do that. We just lost the view as I did that. Yeah. Look at that waving. What's up, kid? What's up? That's fucking cool. <laughs> Love it. See, that was the whole plan. That's, well, I was telling. I, I, that's why this is here. This I feel is- like freaking Samuel L. Jackson and do the right thing, you know. And he's just he's the the radio DJ and he's just got the windows open and he's just looking down at the neighborhood. Like I, I totally feel like that. Yeah. That, yeah that's yeah, where. Yeah. Um, that's a great movie, man. And it's warm. And earlier, it was so warm. It was reminding me of do the right thing. Do the right thing, everybody. Remember that. Do the right thing and come to Indie Basement Cinema every first Tuesday of the month. Come get your cinema on. We may we may be having a hiatus until the the new year, um, just to kind of regroup, just to get our funds together, just to get our equipment running smoothly, and uh, you know redecorate a little bit and uh, come back strong. Um, Sometime in the new year. So we oh, made yeah. a full year here, uh, commitment. It was good. And we're still here. Uh, if you come, you know, November and uh, December and don't see anything, don't fret. We're still hanging out, having beers. And um, we'll be setting you up for January, February. Okay, people? Dude, yeah. And, and actually, congratulations to that. Because I just finished a season of, of a show that, I, you know, consistency is so difficult, man. And... You had to go out and you got to find these these movies, you know, you got to put them together. You got to set up the man. People have no idea. We didn't you really record no much. Idea. Of, you didn't, but it was hours and hours of just pulling your hair out of technical issues going on. Technical issue. Even tonight. To, I mean, to down. It. It's always down to the wire, always down to the last second. But what's happening. So what's happening is you're manifesting your event live in the moment because you have all kinds of equipment and there's always a ghost in the machine like something's always entropy is always fighting against you in a live um, situation no matter what you can have like I was putting this shit together down to the minute at my house but then you bring it all here and it and every little bug wants to jump out and go (laughs) so crazy how you could practice it you could set everything up practice it out it works completely fine, and then day of you turn it on, and something's not working. It's oh, it's interesting. But anyway, anyway, thanks you, Joey, for coming on. I know with you went on a little bit longer, but great stories, man. We had some great stories. Always, uh, always. Once, I love talking to you, man. It's a celebration. It's a celebration. You know, there ain't no time constraints. The Oscars go for like five hours. 
Yeah. And, and if the stories are good, we're going to keep going. But anyway, thank you guys. Thank you, whoever came, comes on on the live. Love you guys. The freaking team Monterey Bay FC came on at one point. If you guys are still watching, that's pretty cool. What's up, Union? Monterey let's go, Union. Let's go, Union. We still got the flag up there. The flag never comes down. It stays U-Town. up there. Newtown. 365 days a year. It never comes down. The flag's always up you, there. You, you, Flag's up there. Flag's I went to University High School. We were U-Town. University. University High School? Santa Monica. That's right, people. Santa Monica. So we were U-Town. Now we're the Rose. Union here. We're the U-Town. What's up, Rose? You came right at the right at the end. We're gonna take a break right now, but thank you for coming on on the live. Thank you, Joey. My pleasure. We'll Thanks for having you, uh, me. There's Baldo. Kevin Valles from the Stay Low Podcast right there. One of one of the podcasts on the Salad Bites Media Network. Salad Bites Media Network. Salad Bites Media Network. Stay Low Podcast. Just follow us, Indie Basement Cinema, hey. on Instagram. Submit your cinema, your movies. Um, yeah, because it's free, a, right? It's free. It's free. Free to join. You become a, a club member. So our events are private, technically, because to show your film um, privately, you still retain the the right to uh, exclusively show at a film festival. So yeah, because a lot of film festivals want to be the first one to show a flick because that like sells tickets or whatever. Exactly. So you are considered a private screening when you show through us as long as you're a member of Indie Basement Cinema on Instagram because those are all our invitees yeah so go ahead and follow them and, and you're welcome to come in for free and then you get cool events like this there's free pizza come there's still time there's if you're listening still, oh yeah we're watching, live come, come now there's still pizza and grab a oh, beer hang out she did right not on, have a good night. All right, everybody, thank you. Sinister Selecta. Go follow him. <laughs>